Hi, welcome to Pearl Check. My name is Erica Anderson West, and I am the founder of the Epitome of Class Incorporated. It's a nonprofit organization where we focus on women becoming the best version of themselves, as well as finding their true purpose in Christ. It's our first episode of Pearl Check, and I am so excited to meet with you all each week as we grow together and get a bit more vulnerable. But first, I would love to introduce the name behind this podcast. So pearls are a huge aspect of the epitome of class, but it's also my birthstone. But more importantly, I love the meaning behind pearls. They stand for wisdom gained through experience, modesty, purity, faith, and it's also symbolic for refinement. And refinement means removing impurities or unwanted elements. It also means improvement or clarification of something by making small changes. And of course, check is examining something in order to determine its accuracy, quality, or condition. So the Pearl Check podcast is a series where we will examine or check our progress as women of God during the process of refinement. Okay, so since we have that out of the way, let's get into our topic. The topic for today is entitled Positioned for Purpose. Say it with me, Positioned for Purpose. Now, when God gave me this topic, I didn't realize just how much he would be stepping on my own toes with this one. I mean, I cannot tell you the number of times that I had struggled with identifying my purpose or feeling stagnant. I began to wonder, what am I here for? What am I good at? Why am I being overlooked? Why haven't you used me? And this became even more prevalent for me when I started this podcast. And even when I began my journey of my nonprofit, I just questioned God every step of the way of why did you give me this dream? Why would people want to hear from me? She's already doing it. I don't have the time. I don't have the skills. So why me? But I remember a chapter that I wrote in my book, The Best You, and the chapter was called No More Validation. And in this chapter, I talked about my journey behind leaving my desire to receive validation from people, but seeking that validation from God. I had to begin to allow God to direct my path no matter what it looked like. I began to remember That your purpose is not only able to be used in the church, but in your everyday activities, at work, at the store, in a book. God can literally use you in a moment you may deem inconvenient or unusual. But we have to take those limits off of God because we really don't know how big he is thinking for us. So when I began this podcast, a fellow podcaster gave me the biggest tip. She said, pray. I pray all the time, but I really didn't think about praying over this. But when I really thought about it, this is still ministry. And I must pray that God's words are truly coming out and not my own. I began to dig in my word and pray and seek God about this topic. And he brought to me the story of Moses. I know we are all familiar with Moses. We've heard about the story in children's church and all through church. But I really wanted to dig into it. And give you some more background. But I will say as a sidebar, I do encourage you all to read Exodus for yourselves. Because this is a great practice when listening to someone share the word with you. And also God may reveal deeper meanings to you. So in his early days, we see that Moses was born a Hebrew. 
His birth was during a time where the Pharaoh was weary of how many Hebrews there were. He was uncomfortable. It said in Exodus 1 and 9, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. And he placed an order to kill all the Hebrew boys. So we see in Exodus 2 and 2, Moses' mom knew he was special. So much so that she created a basket as a way for her son's escape. That reminds me of just how God protects us and will keep us because he knows we were created for something special. Check out Jeremiah 29 and 11. His sister followed to see his fate. And she happened to see that the Pharaoh's daughter found her brother. So she intervened and went up to her and said, should I find a Hebrew woman to nurse him? And the Pharaoh's daughter said, go. And his sister called up on their mother. That is nothing but divine intervention because the Pharaoh's daughter was the thing that spared Moses' life. He should have been dead. But the daughter of the man who put the order out to kill these Hebrew boys protected Moses. Then she paid wages for Moses' own mother, although she did not know. But Moses' own mother was able to raise him and be able to tell him about his his upbringing, about the God that they serve, that is nothing but God. So Moses was then returned back to the daughter and was raised as royalty, but he knew he was a Hebrew. But as an adult, he began to get troubled and he went out to see about his people and he saw an Egyptian guard harming a Hebrew slave. He intervened and he killed that guard. But sure enough, like some of us try to do, Moses tried to hide his sin he fled to the desert because he heard that some Hebrews found out. But it was for good reason because sure enough, Pharaoh had found out in order to have Moses killed. The biggest moment that stood out to me was that Moses lived in the desert for 40 years. And if you know anything about me, my favorite thing is to check the significance of numbers in the Bible. 40 is symbolic for a period of trials, tribulations, and tests. Moses lived 40 years in Egypt and spent 40 years in the desert. But a part of those 40 years in the desert, Moses got married. He helped his father-in-law with his land. And I'm sure along that path, he was going through some preparation, some tests. He was stripped of the convenience of being a royal. And now he had to truly find his identity because he realized he didn't get as much respect from the Hebrews because he was raised an Egyptian and didn't get as much respect from the Egyptians because I'm sure they noticed he didn't look quite like them. So God may have been silent, but he was certainly watching and he was certainly listening. But he had to allow Moses to go through a refinement period, that experience. He was stretching him and preparing him just like he does us. So when God knew it was time for action, he had been hearing the cries of his people and he remembered the covenant he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He knew it was time to get Moses in position. It was time for Moses to get into his purpose. So God came to Moses through the story of the burning bush and got his attention. And I'm sure if we all paid attention in our own lives, we can probably pinpoint that moment when God did something to get our attention, something drastic. So God explained to Moses during that time what he needed him to do. It was time. See, we are all God's vessels. We're just vehicles. He just needs us to be ready to be used, to be in position. 
But of course, like we do and like I've done myself, Moses doubted his ability, saying in Exodus 3 and 11 in the King James Version, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? I can imagine Moses panicking on the inside. He showed his own doubt again by saying in Exodus 4 and 10, and this is the NIV version, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Here we go, doubting ourselves, telling God that we just don't have the skills, explaining to him why it's impossible. But you see in that same passage that God does nothing but encourage Moses and gives him information on how he's going to give him the skills he needs, set forth the people that he needs to help push him and catapult him to that next position that he has for him. And you can read that in that verse in Exodus 4 and 12. But I'm sure you heard the phrase, God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And that means so much to me because it explains that it doesn't matter the skills that you think you have. God is going to place that in you when the time is right. You will see a manifestation in your own life when God sees it's time for you to do his business. That he knows that you are completely ready and completely surrendered to him to do his will. So Moses, his faith has grown and I want you to take some time to read more about that. In the end, we see that he had his big triumph. His first big purpose was revealed to him and manifested for him as he freed his people from the Pharaoh. And that story is just so powerful to me that you can start so small and explode to something bigger than you could ever imagine. So I challenge you. Because it's so amazing that God knew from the beginning when he called, he called Moses from the beginning. He sent a baby boy and protected him to infiltrate basically in the Egyptians to later be used to free his own people. God's ways are truly not our ways and he will continue to blow your mind if you let him. So go ahead and check that out. And then as I kept praying and after I got the revelation from Moses, God just kept revealing more to me about purpose. I remember a day I was driving to work and there was this thick and heavy fog. And I was looking around trying to see all around me and see my surroundings. And I just realized how pointless that was. And that all I could really focus on was safely getting to work by focusing on what's in front of me. That small little portion that I could see from my headlights. So during that, God was just dealing with me and he revealed to me the mindset that I needed to have to be in position for purpose. And I want to share that with you. So the fog behind you and the fog behind me was a representation of your past. See, it's important for you to understand your past, but leave it behind you. There may be people who know your past, who may be able to say, I know what you used to do. I know who you used to be. There's no way God's going to use you. There's no way you can use that for God's glory. But I'm here to tell you and to serve those naysayers notes that the mistakes you may have made that you aren't proud of, they are a part of you and they're a part of your story, but they do not define you. See, the story of Moses, I'm sure his mistake of murdering that guard weighed heavy on him. I mean, so heavy that he spent 40 years in the desert dealing with that. But little did he know 
That was not his end. That was not his defining moment. And it's not your end either. So then we keep going and we keep trucking along and there's some fog to the right of you and the left of you. And that represents your present. You have to ignore your present distractions. And you need to focus only on what you can change. I think of the serenity prayer, but every day has distractions. Someone's rude to you, social media, drama, bills, reality TV, um, being a parent. There's, there's things that kind of distract you or stray you from God. And sometimes you have to be careful because what you see and what you hear, you can sometimes become. See, Moses was away from his distractions when he was in the desert. He was married and he was living life the best way he knew how in that season, but that was his preparation stage. God needed some time, some alone time with Moses so that he was able to hear the voice. If he had those distractions being in Egypt with those Egyptians in the royal camp, he would not have heard from God. There would have been too many voices and too many distractions that God's voice would have seemed so minor, so small, but he was secluded in the desert and Um, That's when the message of through the burning bush came to him from God. It may not be a burning bush in your life, but he is still burning to tell you something he needs you to know. He needs you to do. Um, Your purpose is is just yet there. He just needs you to remove those distractions. So we don't leave distractions in our present and, and have our present moments with God. And then finally, there's a moment of clarity in the fog. And that is that moment that's right in front of you. And that's your future. And when you remove the weight of your past, those everyday distractions, and truly look ahead and look to God, this is when God can do his work. You aren't where you were five years ago, five months ago, or even five days ago. He is working. And it may seem small to you, but it is so big to him. You have to take your trials and tribulations and take it in stride with it. Because it's molding you. It's shaping you. And you got to find the good and the glory in every moment of your life. All you can really focus on in the path before you is just what God shows you. Reminding you to take it step by step, moment by moment. But keep your focus on God during that walk. And stay on the straight path of righteousness. There will be many detours placed ahead of you. But you just got to keep making your detour back to God. Keep your focus on God. Keep going. His plan for you can only truly be revealed through time. It's not going to be revealed in one big moment where it flashes before your eyes he has to reveal it to you as you can receive it imagine if he showed you the plans for your life right now would you feel prepared would you want to hide would you want to run from it I mean we don't go to kindergarten and they show us what college would look like or even show us that college coursework we can't even fathom it at that level in our minds so allow God to mold you in each stage of your life allow lessons to be your guide we have to build our knowledge gradually through experience because ultimately our goal is to get to heaven and hear well done but while we're doing that we want to take some people with us we want to get some people to salvation so that's your job if you can't find any specific purpose right now at least your purpose should be introducing God to somebody so I'm sure you're wondering now through all this information I provided you what do you do now where how do you start from here What are the steps to help me be in position for purpose? Number one, you got to stay in God's word. There are great free resources out there. There's the Bible app that's created by YouVerse and it's completely free with Bible plans available for a number of topics. You can invite friends to join you in that Bible study and then you all can talk about it later. And if you don't understand a scripture in the version that you're reading, so if you're reading and you don't understand it, 
feel free to look at the same verse in a different version. I always reference other versions to help me gain more understanding. And my personal favorite is the Amplified version. But maybe that's because I'm a little extra. (laughs) But number two, a healthy relationship with God. Just like you give of yourself in relationships and friendships in the natural, you learn about those people. You become vulnerable with them. You share your secrets, your thoughts, or your plans with them. And that leads me to my next point. You have to put down those distractions for a moment. Your phone, Facebook, TikTok, and you have to talk to God through prayer. It doesn't have to be a long or practiced prayer. It can be a conversation. There were moments in my walk where I sometimes would talk to God and say, and talk to him how I would talk to my friends. And I'd say, now God, why did you put me in that situation? You knew, you knew what I would do. You knew my flesh would respond first and I'm just trying to pass this test, Lord. Why? (laughs) And usually end that with a conversation like, okay, God, I get it. I'll do better next time. That's all it takes. You don't have to be a master in prayer. There are no masters in prayer. It's just that covenant, that relationship with God. They say communication is key and relationships. That's the same with your heavenly father. And then you have to thank God daily. Sometimes I start with a simple thank you, God, and that leads me to reflecting on what I am so thankful for. My past, because it got me here where I am today. Um, Life, my son, my husband, my family, my gifts and my salvation and my mind. The list can go on and on. And when we do deeds for other people, I mean, I'm sure you would like to hear thank you. It makes you feel better. And I know God would love to feel that same appreciation as well. And number three, you have to speak to godly counsel, either finding a Bible-based church, a faith-based church, or spiritual mentor. And it helps to have someone to bounce those ideas and thoughts off of. Um, Ask God for guidance and spiritual discernment. And for those who don't know what spiritual discernment is, it is simply using God to guide you. To make the best decision for your life. And in this case, it would be the best person who would suit your needs during your walk. I cannot tell you the number of people who I know God sent at that moment. Um, There was a moment I was probably lost or spiritually weak. And they would call or text me and just ask if I was okay. And I would feel a nudge to not just say I'm okay. But to actually answer them. And I left that feeling more empowered than I went into the conversation But an an important aspect I want to add is when you get to the next stage of your purpose, you will be stretched, you will be tested, and you will be tried. Similar to Job in the Bible, similar to Moses, he spent his 40 days. Um, There are so many people in the Bible that God allowed tests to come their way. Um, That's the way that he knows that you're ready for what's next to come. It's not easy to walk in your purpose. He has to know that you're ready. And if you have the strength to persevere, Despite what is ahead of you, he will bless you. There were moments in my life when I felt God was putting me through some tests. Of course, in those moments, I didn't know what was the purpose, why I had to go go through that certain thing. But what did he want me to do? I became desperate for God because I didn't know what to do during those tests. And the only answer was God. And I just want to share a brief testimony that just happened. I can't tell you the number of times I've tried to record this podcast. I have stopped and started so many times. Um, I have felt scared, shy, um, unprepared. And I just didn't know if this was truly what God wanted for my life. 
Um, But recently, I decided to dig into my word. I joined a women's group and I've been doing some Bible studies and different things. And during during this pandemic, I've been working beyond what I normally was working. I was being stretched in that area. and And I kept asking God, why am I being sent? Why am I being deployed to the hospital? And God simply just told me that I was there for a purpose because somebody else might have anxiety. Somebody else might be scared. But you, Erica, I'm sending you because you're going to be that light there. If anybody has been around me, it's very difficult for you to not strike up a conversation with me because I'm going to start one with you. Um, It's just who I am. It's just my character. And I won't overstep, but it's just it's important to know who you're around and to get to know those people. And so I was there and um, even though I was still working, I was still going to this women's group Bible study night and in my word and I was praying face down prayers and was stretching myself. As I was doing that, I was sowing seeds. I was doing my tithing and I was doing my offering and that's something that I had struggled with and I noticed so many blessings being manifested from that. So recently there have been blessings for this business. Um, this is a nonprofit organization that God had placed in my spirit back in 2016. And I am just now in 2020 um, getting involved and getting more active and getting this out here because I know people need encouragement. Young women need encouragement. So the right person came in my life and was helping me um, get this business in line I was setting the right atmosphere for my purpose. And that's so important. You have to have the right atmosphere, the right people around you. There may be friends that you've known all your life, but when you tell them about things that you want to do, or there's there's some wins in your life, some testimonies in your life, they don't cheer, they don't cheer for you. They're not happy for you. I'm not saying get rid of that friend, but you have to protect your anointing and protect your spirit when you're doing God's work. And if they can't be excited for that, they kind of have to take a little step back during this moment. So doors were being opened that were closed. So I was in this process. My business had gone through um, almost a dissolution, meaning that I was in the process of business being dissolved um, because I hadn't been active for over three years. Um, And they were telling me I had to go through all this red tape. I had to get these forms done. I had to get uh, 501c3 status done in this time frame and I'm just praying to God I'm like God please if you gave me this vision please don't let me lose my business um, but I was still doing the preparation work that they told me to do I was ready to turn in those forms and I sent an email to the department that was telling me I had to do all this stuff they sent me a counter email back and said all you have to do is fill out this one page with this one sentence send it in pay the small fee that you owe and your business will be reinstated and literally within minutes my business was reinstated and then I had the right mindset because I didn't want myself to get the glory that that this testimony about my business is not about me it's about God God gets the glory because when it's his business, he's going to make it all work. He's going to line it all up. And on top of that, I had the right relationship with God. See, if you're going to do something for God's purpose, it has to be done in order and done decently. I have the right relationship. I have to be in my word. I have to pray. I can't be talking to people and I can't be out here encouraging people if I'm not in my word. So with all of that, that right people, right mindset, right atmosphere and the right relationship with God, I have seen blessings in my own family almost immediately. Miracles are still happening today. 
So I just want to encourage you that if there is a purpose that you know God has placed on your heart, I ask that you to seek that you seek him. You seek his face and you continue to get in your word and pray and he will manifest that purpose because it's something he's called you to do. If he's called you to do it, it's going to happen. So I want to leave you with this verse and it's in my favorite version that I mentioned, the Amplified version. It's Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. Created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we will walk in them, living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us. And I want to leave with a prayer. Um, It's only right. So God, we come to you humbly as we prepare to be in position for our purpose. Let your will be done. The need is great in this world and give us the push and the courage to walk in our purpose. Whatever stumbling blocks, distractions that get in the way of us fulfilling our purpose, we ask that you remove them right now. Prepare our minds and hearts to hear from you, just like Moses with the burning bush. And let us find the strength in you. Remind us that you have prearranged and predestined us for something great. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed this today and I hope to see you again next week with our next episode. Love you all and let's get in position for purpose.